the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome along. It's uh, good to be here on this uh, gorgeous day, is it not? It's great to be here on this day. It's lovely outside. Is it really? I went shopping down uh, at the Strip, as I do on Fridays. How was it? I didn't have a coat on, and I was happy about it. Oh, that's nice. That's the first time that I've been shopping downtown on a Friday, seriously, since last year Mm. in the fall, that I was comfortable. Very nice. Well, I want to say spring is here, but I just heard the weather forecast. I know. I'm like, so tomorrow and Sunday are both going to be cold. The worst. I can't. The worst. I just... All right, but I'm not going to be dissuaded because I'm happy. I feel optimistic. Okay. I'm in a good mood because of the weather Fabulous, outside yeah. and because of the tremendous, tremendous day in Pittsburgh sports yesterday. But before we get there, yeah. you still don't trust me, do you? I know. I get anxious. I get May anxious. I be the first one to tell you, John? Tell me what, Kath? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It's five minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. And this corner of the world, mm-hmm. all is right and well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was yesterday all right and all well? That was a good day if you're oh a sports fan. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, very nice day. Let's go in order. Okay. Can we go in chronological order? Okay. I think the first thing that happened was Ivan Nova going eight full innings. Very nice. The pirate pitcher? That's the second. So he did one full, one complete game this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and now he's gone eight full. That's a workhorse. Is it nice? It's great. In a 0-0 game. Lovely. Okay? I love that. Under I less than ideal conditions. I love that. Love a yep. zero zero game, and then walk off home run. Dickerson, mm-hmm. bottom of the welcome ninth. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I know he's been here for a month or so, Couple but months. you know, not single games happen when it's been over fifty degrees. Love it, feels good, right? Oh my gosh, walk off in the ninth. I love that. Bucks win. Absolutely love that. Okay, okay, the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which well, I got to be honest, I don't. Like consider a personal holiday no, of mine. No, not at all. I don't obsess over the options. I think mock right. drafts are one of the stupidest wastes of time. Yeah. However, but Ryan Chazier was upright and walking. That unto itself. How about that? Holy smokes. Was that a moment? Gosh. You know, that I've never met Ryan. Have you no. ever met Ryan? No, no. He he is so positive. Mm-hmm. He's so optimistic. He is just about trying to do the next thing, whatever his rehab does. He never complains publicly. He's never blamed anybody publicly. Mm -hmm. He's never, you know, felt sorry for himself publicly. I'm sure he's at all sorts of moments personally. How could you not? How could you not? But but can you think of a person in the public eye, especially in sports, who has suffered something like that, who has been any more... uh, perfect in his public response than Ryan Chazier. It's I love just it so much. Like I mean, all of us are better for having seen him and watched this progress. And I believe this to be true. All those prayers. Yep. Of course. 
fabulous. Of course, yeah. really. Anyway, our best to him. That was a great, mm-hmm. great sure moment. Was. Certainly, great surprise. really the only thing about the draft that interested me. Yeah, kind of much. Just, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so three three cheers for Ryan Chazier. And so um, last night. So when it was 2 nothing caps, I said out loud to my daughter, period, it's over. Yeah. You it's, did? Yeah. Oh, you have a little faith. No, I said it's over. Wh- why? It I was, did. Because, John. It depends, I, Listen, I said it's over, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't. Mm-mm. Within five minutes. Oh, right? my gosh. It was so awesome. I mean, I was hooting. and ho- My poor husband had been asleep for an hour and a half, oh. and I'm down there whooping it up like, you know. He, ro- he rolled over. And was it like, was so. What's going on? Fabulous. I said to my daughter again, last I had, to, I had to pull her aside, and I had to say, look in my eyes. We are so lucky that Sidney Crosby plays here. We sure like you are. just you like her whole life, all she's known is Sidney Crosby playing here. Yeah. I said, people who love hockey in other cities don't have this. No. It's like Babe Ruth in your hometown. Oh my gosh. Right? What a game. Fabulous, fabulous. What an absolutely and I don't know how that last goal ends up being Gensel's goal. It must have glanced off him, but that was Sid's goal. Yeah, of I course mean, it was. It was Sid's goal. Yeah. I mean, that's, Gensel is sort of the byproduct of a lot of great right. goals. Well, well, he, just kind of well he, made, right, he made a great goal. The yeah. second goal was his. However, but I just, I don't, yeah. Anyway, I still, I know technically it's getting the third goal. Is getting technically, goal, yeah. But, but I have to give it to Sid. So it was a good sports day in Pittsburgh, was it not? Then at the end, we hear Jung-Ho's coming back to the Pirates. I don't know about I this. I don't, what do you, I, Jung-Ho Gung. I don't think I, I don't think we, I think he lost his privilege of playing for the Pirates. So I here's what you hope for. So, Gung, uh, Jung Ho, I mean, little DUI activity. Two. Three. Oh, right. Okay. Okay, three. And one of them was he left the scene. Yep. Another one, he lied to the police. Yep. And then, of course, the weird uh, sexual assault thing with the woman who disappeared off the face of the earth. Right. So where is she? I have no idea. So, uh, look, um, everybody likes to... A second, third chance, right. right? So let's bring him back, put him down to the minor leagues. Look, I mean, he got kicked out of minor league ball, right? Right. or you know, the winter league because right. he played so abysmal. Mm-hmm. So there's no, at least he's free to travel and try to earn his living again. Yeah, but he doesn't, I hate to say this, but I don't think he deserves to travel. I mean, look at what he's done in his home country. Yeah, well, he's paid I mean, the, that's for I, them to I decide. I believe he's paid the price. I believe he has. I mean, he's been away from Major League Baseball for over a year, so I'm sure he th- thinks about it every second of every day. So let's see what happens. I don't want to. I don't want to be the person that doesn't extend grace to him. So you're, I mean, okay, I'm okay, with you. Let's see what happens. Okay, right. but at the same time, I, a little shaky. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Should I yeah. stop talking about it? Yeah, now? I think you should. All hey, right. so while the Pens uh, game was going on last night, I and my wife and uh, kids, we were down at the um, Pittsburgh Public Theater seeing Hamlet. Oh, what was it. it like? Tell me. I'll tell you what. It's a fabulous, it's a wonderful, it's an excellent production. If you are fearful of Shakespeare for whatever reason. Yeah. It, it seems like, oh, is that that old no, language no, kind no, of no. thing? This thing is cracking. I mean, it's really, it's powerful. It's super intense. Hamlet's very contemporary, but not over the top contemporary. Deeply accessible for those of you who are worried about uh, the verse. Yeah. Go see this production at the Shakespeare, at the, uh, the, uh, at the public. Pittsburgh Public Theater. Shakespeare's Hamlet. Powerful. Okay, so totally worth the time, totally worth the money. 110% deeply invested in this production. All right, great. Kudos to them. Very nice. Okay, so I hear that there is a grilled cheese update. Yeah. Yeah, we had a conversation last week on National Grilled Cheese Day. People got, started with Dave Moore when uh, when John was away. Mm -hmm. Then it continued when you came back, and people were like, soup, 
super opinionated yeah. about how you make a grilled cheese. Yeah, and, of course, John's recipe is wrong. No, no, no. I think no. that we've decided on it that. It started with your, uh, you and Dave talking about the most basic of sort of low-rent grilled cheese sandwiches ever. Well, I, is, let's, I didn't say that. Don't you put that on no, me. No, come on. Essentially, it's like you know, Dave white said bread. It was, no, Dave said oh. it was homemade white bread and, with Velveeta. Yeah. What, are you kidding me? Which I think is sad. That's it? And then you weren't much better. I was better. I was better. What do you have? I said whole wheat bread. Oh, and and two slices of American cheese. I said American cheese, not Velveeta. (laughs) I said actual American cheese. One is is placed straight on the bread. One is placed on a diagonal. Mm-mm. And then it's pan fried to a delicious golden brown color. Uh-huh. Then you wait four minutes for it to solidify a little bit, and you cut it and on the diagonal. You're good to go. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny because the PG picked up this conversation. Because now, yeah, is there any attribution taking, there to the ride not, home no, with John no, no, and Kathy? No, no, no. Nothing. But the headline reads: How to perfect a hot and crunchy grilled slash toasted sandwich. All right. Think comfort food, and it's a good bet that gooey grilled cheese comes to mind. And the writer Karen Kane says, My heart warms to recall mum frying sandwiches of American cheese tucked between slices of Town Talk, Pittsburgh's answer to Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. The smell of the butter frying in the pan, the sight of the cheese oozing from where she had split the sandwich with a knife, the crunch of the toasted bread, and the comfort of the smooth melted cheese in my mouth. The taste was love Mm -hmm. does it get any better now then karen goes into a book that she saw called melts over 50 delicious toasted and grilled sandwiches by fern green okay it's a new book out and so fern green goes through this cookbook and she talks talks about how to make the toasty the golden brown crunch the recipe for for doing this right she says this butter achieves a golden crust spiking with herbs or garlic Ups the flavor quotient. I never did that. One little trick up my sleeve is a thin layer of mayo on the outside of the sandwich in place of butter. Mm -hmm. Ms. Green advises adding a bit of acidity to a cheesy wonder to make it even more wonderful, like what I do. You mean like the pickle where you you make your grilled cheese sandwich and then take it apart? That's uh crazy. I bet you'd put the pickle in to start with. Here's what she says. Pickled vegetables or something more adventurous like kimchi. Oh, kimchi. Kimchi. Give delicious. What's kimchi? Kimchi's Korean. Yeah. You don't know kimchi? No. I'm surprised. You're like a world eater. A slather of mustard works like charms, too. No way. Find the sweet spot in the combination of bread and filling. While some recipes will give a guide, in the end, it's a matter of personal taste. If the bread is very thinly sliced, add more filling. But then she goes into, she goes off the rails here. Then she gives some recipes from the book. Okay. Cheese and leeks. I love leeks. Grilled cheese and leeks. I would probably like that, although I know it does sound frou frou and pretentious. Yeah, well, it sounds. But I do love them. uh, Okay, fine. How about this one? Mozzarella, salami, tomato, and arugula. Oh, okay. You know that's delicious. You know it. You know that that's like four star. Yeah, arugula. Salami, tomato, mozzarella. That would be really, really good. Here's here's another one: Uh, mushroom and thyme butter. I'd do that. Really? Sure, why not? Time's a little much for me. Why? I have a little Come bit on. of a hard time with it. No, I, mean, I can fine. do it in little quantities. I don't think I want it in my grilled cheese yeah. sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, so the grilled cheese sandwich thing got picked up again. Okay, who, whose article is that? This is uh, Karen Kane from the PG, How to Perfect a Hot and Crunchy Grilled All Toasted right, Sandwich. I wish you would have called us because we nice. could have given her a lot more information we than we what sure she had would've. in the article. Crying hey. out loud. We are going to go and speak with Andy Masick. One of our favorite guests, oh president gosh. and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. We'll talk about a history of Cinco de Mayo coming up next week.
101.5 WORD. Summer hasn't even officially begun, but already Word FM is talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list now at wordfm.com. Keyword tuitions. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side by side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty tender chicken when i was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds all my mom wanted for mother's day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests so bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm fresh meal that we started all those years ago oh yeah live music and free cones for moms too let us share a little of our farm with you the spring house in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com You run your HVAC unit more than you run your car. But would you go a whole year without servicing your car? Prolong your unit's life and avoid expensive breakdowns with Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong. Of course, if you have an emergency, a Pellis tech is available 24 hours a day with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. Andy Masick is with us, and he's the president and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. There's a, a, a wonderful event that's happening down there. There are always wonderful Spirits, events that yeah. are happening down but there. Andy's with us today to talk to us about Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Andy, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, it's good to be here. First off, I'm sad you're not in studio because we always have such a good time, Andy. Yes, Andy, we do. I know it. I'm, I'm sorry, too. But, you know, it's rush hour and right. uh, trying to get up that through those uh, tunnels and up the hill, right. it's tough. Oh, I mean, true. you're saying your love for us is limited, but seriously, <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with that. I have no problem. Andy, you, did, don't want, you don't want me with road rage. No, I don't want anything to do with you in road rage. Let me ask you quickly before we go in and talk about Cinco de Mayo. Did you hear our conversation about grilled cheese? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Are you a grilled cheese eater? Of course I am. Oh, well, well, please tell us how you make it, because John and I are having a, a, a difference, of a, a difference of opinion. 
Well, you mean, do you butter the bread before you put it on the griddle? I guess what type of bread, what type of cheese, and any other accoutrements that add to the sandwich. Well, you know, it's got to be a white bread of some sort, you know, uh, like multi-grain bread and all that. That stuff just doesn't grill Mm -hmm. uh, right. I agree. Uh, You want it nice and crispy. And I have taken to buttering uh, both sides of the bread Mm -hmm. before I put it on the grill. I might throw a little more butter in the pan, uh, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want uh, want it nice and crispy both sides, Mm -hmm. and I want that cheese molten when it hits my lips. What kind of cheese would that be? Well, you know, almost any kind of uh, cheese. I mean, not blue cheese or something right. exotic, uh, but, uh, you, you know, um, uh, American cheese. That's right. Maybe, maybe, you know, sometimes I've had some uh, Swiss when uh-huh. I'm really trying to, you know, get wild, walk on the wild side. <laughs> okay, you're crazy. But, uh, <laughs> That's but nutty, there's got to be a lot of cheese, uh-huh. you know. I mean, those people who put, Thank like, you. one slice of cheese. Andy? Well, what is that about? That's excellent. Because Kath does the two slices. Listen, two I'm just slices. trying to fit in my pants. Oh, please. Okay? Yeah. I'm trying to limit things a little. How about anything else? Uh, Andy, when the sandwich is complete, do you open the sandwich up and put mustard or a tomato or pickle, yeah. anything like that? You know, I, I do put the tomato in before I put the, exactly. the, the oh, two before. halves together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Thank you, Andy. It, it needs to be melted mm-hmm. right in there. You can throw some chilies uh, in there or, you know, some peppers. Of, what? Uh, chilies? Yeah, oh yeah. I like that. I like that uh, a lot. But, but no lettuce. I mean, I, no. I heard uh, of someone putting lettuce in. I mean, what is wrong with that? You just get <laughs> wilted lettuce in the middle of your uh, grilled cheese. No, no. That's obscene. No, of course. Okay, well, that's okay, pretty good. Thanks for weighing Very in. Nice, Andy, I mean, you really, you really were much more on my side, so I think that means John's wrong. <laughs> it's not about right or All right, wrong. Andy. Okay, one for <laughs> Andy, talk about Cinco de Mayo. Well, you know, Cinco de Mayo, a lot of people just think it's a Mexican party, uh, an excuse to drink margaritas and cerveza and uh, maybe to to, uh, go get some Mexican food and listen to mariachis. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that it was during the American Civil War in 1862 that the French invaded Mexico. And the reason they invaded Mexico and started a war was because Abraham Lincoln and the United States couldn't do anything about it because we were fighting our own civil war in 1862 and we couldn't enforce the Monroe Doctrine. The Monroe Doctrine said that the United States was responsible for the Americas and Europeans better stay out of our sort of local affairs. And that that worked ever Hmm. since the 1820s. It worked. But during the Civil War, when the when the South fired on Fort Sumter and the Civil War began, the United States was so involved in just trying to, you know, keep the Union uh, preserved and to fight itself that it couldn't keep Europeans from invading the Americas. And so the Spanish and uh, the British and the French sent ships to Mexico at Veracruz Harbor, and they demanded payment of debts that Mexico, uh, Benito Juarez's regime, uh, owed. And when the other European powers saw that the French, under Louis Napoleon, um, uh, were intent on an empire in the Americas, the the French and the uh, or the English and the Spanish bugged out. They said, hey, we didn't sign on for that. We were just going to collect some debts. But the French marched on Mexico City with an army 
the best army in the world, it was argued, the, the French army. And in the mountain passes between Veracruz on the coast and Mexico City in the interior, in the mountain passes at a town of Puebla, the Mexican army defeated the French army. It was a David and Goliath story that uh, it shocked the world. How could this ragtag Mexican force uh, under General Zaragoza beat the French army under General Lorenz, one of the best uh, French generals? How could they do it? And so that's what Cinco de Mayo is all about, is the victory of the Mexicans over the French on the 5th of May, 1862. I see. So do they celebrate like we do, like the 4th of July? You know, it's interesting. Uh, it, it's getting, it's a bigger holiday in the United States than it is in Mexico. Really? Now, in the state of Puebla and the town of Puebla, it's huge. They have uh, reenactments and thousands of people in uniform and fiestas in the street, but it, it doesn't extend throughout all of Mexico. It's starting to because of a rebound effect from the United States. They see what's going on north of the border, and they say, you know, this really is a pretty cool thing. Maybe we ought to all celebrate it. So what, acc- the- what accounts for Americans celebrating it more, though? Well, remember, um, this country has uh, um, the second most uh, Spanish speakers uh, in the world, and many of those people are from Mexico, uh, and so they brought those traditions with them, and then it got kind of magnified in the the world of America, where we love to party mm-hmm. and love celebrations and love holidays. Uh, here's one that you can drink and eat and dance and have fun. What's not to love about that? So we adopted it here got north it. of the border. Okay. Well, that's absolutely fascinating. Sure I have to say, you know, I've known what Cinco de Mayo was as far as the date. Never before in all my years did I know why why people celebrate it. I would say nine out of ten people don't know what Cinco de Mayo is all about. It's the 5th of May, 1862, Battle of Puebla. And you asked the question about, well, is it like the 4th of July and uh, Independence Day? Well, in Mexico, they have another uh, party, another celebration uh, on the Dieciseis, the, uh, the 16th of September. Uh, uh, which commemorates their Independence Day from Spain. Mm. In 1810, with the Grito de Dolores, the, sh- the, the cry of Dolores, the, uh, the declaration of the Dolores, the Mexicans declared their independence from Spain, and they fought a war that lasted 11 years. It wasn't until 1821 that mm. Mexico won its independence from Spain. And that's the day uh, that um, September 16th, 1810, is the date that Mexicans see as their 4th of July, 1776. And and so there are parties and fireworks and um, oratory um, uh, cries from every courthouse and every community in Mexico uh, repeating the declaration of uh, their independence. Very nice. Andy Masick is with us. He's the president, the CEO of the Heinz History Center in the Strip District. If you've not been there, please, by all means, do yourself a favor. Take your kids, your grandparents, everybody go down and check out the Heinz History Center. Andy, uh, American Spirits, the rise and fall of prohibition uh, right now at the History Center, yeah? Since we're talking about margaritas and cerveza Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and spirits, American Spirits is all about 
prohibition, the 18th Amendment, uh, that uh, in 1920, really uh, banned alcohol uh, consumption in the United States. And we tell the whole story, but it's fun because there are flappers and gangsters and mm-hmm. speakeasies. There are lots of interactives for the kids. You knock on the door and someone answers and uh, you have to know the secret knock to get into the <laughs> speakeasy. You can... You can drive a rum runner uh, boat uh, and try to evade uh, the uh, the treasury agents. You can have your picture taken with Al Capone and uh, Meyer Lansky and uh, other gangsters of the period and have that picture sent to your uh, phone. Uh, there's uh, Bonnie and Clyde's uh, car or the type they used to uh, drive. And there's the first Thompson submachine gun in the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police's arsenal uh, that was purchased just a few days after the St. Valentine's Day massacre in 1929. Wow. Fabulous. I, Andy, I have to come down and see that. I don't know if I ever told you, but my great-grandmother ran a speakeasy. You and, told me yeah, that. I was we, a little concerned about that. Well, I, I mean, and you should be, for sure. Um, we have photographs of it, even. Really? Yeah. I would love to see yeah, those yeah. photographs. I have to, I'll have to bring them. I mean, but this this will give me a greater picture. I mean, all we've known is our, you know, the family lore because of these photographs that have been passed down. Was there a secret Wait. knock? I don't know if there was a secret knock. Okay, right. Well, did you know that a Pittsburgh woman actually came up with the term speakeasy? No. Why? Yeah. She lived in McKeesport. She had uh, this uh, sort of basement-level uh, illegal saloon, and whenever the uh, policemen, the coppers, would uh, come by, she'd uh, whisper, Speakeasy, boys. <laughs> really? Speakeasy. I like it very good. And that, my friend, that, my friend, is why we love Andy Mason. Yes, it is. Andy, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us. You bet. We'll see you at the History Center. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Andy Masick, the president, the CEO of the Heinz History Center. Get down there. I'm telling you, a fascinating way to spend a day with all this rain. It's a great place to visit because, what, go inside and enjoy yourself. History Center. Information about Andy, Heinz History Center, wordfm.com. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities, and more. Eden Christian Academy. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? 
I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep where wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer there's an elder in uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own no two dreams are the same help one person achieve theirs at unbound.org a shower will be in some spots for tonight especially early on tonight otherwise partly to mostly cloudy low 43 Clouds and occasional sunshine tomorrow with some showers around and a chilly wind at times, high 52. Mostly cloudy, brisk and colder tomorrow night, 34. Sunday, partly sunny, breezy and cool with a high of 53. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Another day, another sexual allegation uh, against a well-known media celebrity. This time, it's a little heartbreaking. Tom Brokaw mm-hmm. has been accused of uh, what trying to kiss a colleague and NBC, sexual harassment. NBC reporter Linda Vester, and then some unnamed person who said that he sexually harassed her. Yeah, but you know, Tom Brokaw responded to this in email form that he sent to MSNBC. You know, he's on the morning show there. As a, um, I don't know, kind of a commentator. Yeah. Not a, not a regular, like he's in the studio all the time, but I think he comes on once per show. Yeah. Anyway, um, I want to read portions of this simply because I'm not trying to weigh in and say who's right and who's wrong here, but I do think that it deserves to be read um, because I think there are different perspectives when it comes to these accusations. Tom Brokaw starts off by saying, it's 4 a.m. on the first day of my new life as an accused predator in the universe of American journalism. I was ambushed and then perp-walked across the pages of the Washington Post and Variety as an avatar of male misogyny taken to the guillotine and stripped of any honor and achievement I had earned in more than half a century of journalism and citizenship. I am angry, hurt, and unmoored from what I thought would be the final passage of my life and career, a mix of written and broadcast journalism, philanthropy, and participation in environmental and social causes that have always given extra meaning to my life. But instead, I am facing a long list of grievances from a former colleague who left NBC News angry that she had failed in her pursuit of stardom. She has unleashed a torrent of unsubstantiated criticism and attacks on me more than 20 years after I opened the door for her and a new job at Fox News. Linda Vester was given the run of the Washington Post in Variety to vent her grievances to complain that I tickled her without permission. You read that right. That I invaded her hotel room, accepted an invitation to her apartment under false pretenses, 
and in general was given a free hand to try to destroy all that I've achieved with my family, my NBC career, my writing, and my citizenship. My family and friends are stunned and supportive. My NBC colleagues are bewildered that Vester, who had limited success at NBC News, a modest career at Fox, and a reputation as a colleague who had trouble with the truth, was suddenly the keeper of the flame of journalistic integrity. Her big charge, that on two occasions more than 20 years ago, I made inappropriate and uninvited appearances in her apartment and hotel room. As an eager beginner, Vester, like others in that category, was eager for advice and camaraderie with senior colleagues. She often sought me out for informal meetings, including the one she describes in her New York hotel room. I should not have gone, but I emphatically did not verbally and physically attack her and suggest an affair in language right out of Pulp Fiction. I'm going to fast forward here. Okay. She goes on and descri- He goes on and describes what he's been accused of in some detail. And he says, that move she so vividly describes is not who I am, not in high school, not in college or thereafter. He goes on to say, and this is uh, – a little bit of a conclusion. I'm not a perfect person. I've made mistakes personally and professionally. But as I write this at dawn on the morning after a drive-by shooting by Vester, the Washington Post and Variety, I am stunned by the free ride given a woman with a grudge against NBC News, no distinctive credentials or issue passions while at Fox. Mm. What's interesting to me in, in all this is that Tom Brokaw said... I should not have gone. Mm-hmm. Now, for all, and we've talked about this multiple How times. How many times have we talked about for this? For all the harumphing and ridicule that the Billy, so-called Billy yes. Graham rule He's has He's such received. a Neanderthal. How could he have been such a caveman and not wanting to right. be alone with women? Here's an instance of a guy who went to a woman's hotel room late at night, sat and had a conversation, and then who knows what happened. He right. said, she said. But the fact of the matter is, you put yourself in that position – and things like this are bound to come out. Right. I think that's an excellent point. The other excellent point is that I think the pendulum can swing too far the other way. I'm not trying to defend Tom Brokaw because I don't know what happened. But I am saying he makes a good point that he has been perp-walked across the pages of two major publications by someone who clearly had an axe to grind. So maybe he did it. But there's also something about journalistic integrity holding back before any of the allegations are investigated don't you think i mean is this swinging too far i don't know you know i i guess whenever i hear these claims i always tend to think of from the side of the accuser what does she have to lose right i mean she herself the accuser is always going out on the limb and she like yeah but she has no career yeah, but it doesn't matter. She's still opening herself up to a media barrage, opening up her private life to scrutiny, all those things that nobody really wants or needs or desires. I believe that. Right? So you're, you're injecting yourself into this. I think you're I – don't, I, who I, among I us mean, wants to invite trouble into their life? A lot of people want to invite trouble into their lives, especially know. if their lives are not going the way they wish they would and they have a grievance from many years ago. So you you place yourself – I'm saying this, this – you place yourself in the long line of accusers of trying to bring a famous man down. And I'm, I, what what is the good in that? I mean where well, is that? Well, I don't think there's any good in that, but I'm not – I don't think them, that that – I don't think that behavior is beyond understanding. I think that I just, if, you're, if you're out of the public eye and you wish you were back in the public eye in, in that realm, and you resent someone – Someone who you feel like didn't give you a fair shake in your career, See, and maybe you had an incidence in a hotel room. I'm not saying it was in. A, I, don't I don't know, know what it. I, I, I just. I don't know. I feel like we need to somehow. Don't we somehow need to need to to vet these? 
someone needs to vet that. How do you vet that? You have to. So how do you vet it? So we're just going to let let man after man after man just be accused. I mean, this is not a Matt Lauer situation. Matt Lauer had how many people who lined up? This is not Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose had how many people? This is one woman who clearly didn't like him and an an anonymous woman. It's an anonymous woman. But who knows? So maybe a day from now, we end up there 60 other people. I'm just saying as of now. When this happens, the first person to open up the door and other women rush in. Okay, so the first person who opens up the door, is that when we print it in the Washington Post? When one person opens the door? Don't well, we have apparently to Apparently, that's what's happening. Okay, well, that, that's, my, because that's what I have the problem once with. Once you open the door, then others will follow suit. And they go, wait I... a second. You had the bravery and the tenacity to do that. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do okay, that as well. Okay, great. So how about we wait until we get the 13th or the 11th name before we publish something on the cover of the Washington co- Post? Others don't follow suit until it's public, and they all get in line behind that. So they, well, yeah, I think sure. It's, I think it's too big. I, I do. I'm not, I think it's too big of a risk. I don't think it's journalistic integrity. I think it's just a bandwagon I, situation. I, I do. And believe me, I, I don't want to see Tom Brokaw brought down. And I don't want to see anyone who's guilty not be br- not not be brought to justice. But I also think there's a great chance here of someone innocent being dragged down by a McCarth- by a McCarthyistic mob of people who's sure they know what's right. I agree right. with that. There is truth to that. But this is the weird world that we live in right now where things are shaking out in a very strange way. There's no doubt. Okay, well, on a lighter note, Kennywood's open. Yay! Well, not really. Wait, wait a minute. Hold no, on. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Maybe what that's do you mean? The, it's the wrong thing there. Yeah, you that story. say that. Hold on. Okay, we're going to talk with Nick Paradise about new at Kennywood. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music from Josh Wilson. Dream small. So dream small. Don't buy the lie, you've got to do it all. More Than Anything by Natalie Grant. And Pittsburgh's own Red Letter Hymnal with New Life, New Vibe. I'm talking about the The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men. And mentors from high schoolers to grandfathers. This is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick fil A of Pittsburgh. Yep. Traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life, family. It felt right. Then come to find out, Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Solutions Group, Inc. 
This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Shelkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for a hundred years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Hi. I'm Darla from Centos. Oh, thank goodness you're here. We have so much to do. I need fire extinguishers, right? We'll place them for you and be out for regular inspection. Great. And what about my new hires? We'll get them into uniforms and keep them looking sharp. What about this first aid cabinet? Fully stocked. It wasn't this morning. It is now. And so are the restrooms. Wow. Centos really seems to know what we need. You said it. Oh, I'm ready. Learn how Centos can help you get ready for the workday. Visit Centos.com. For heaven's sake, if the weather would ever turn. No, honestly. If the weather would ever turn. Because I often dream of the Thunderbolt. Love to get on that thing. Heck yeah. Fly down the hill, yep. go around the curve. Mm-hmm. And I need my uh I need some fries. Oh my gosh. You know, I've said this multiple times, and I feel like it deserves saying again. Yeah. All the condiments that you can put on those fries. Yeah. Every last one of them's delicious. I'm happy to have There's that. so many. Yeah. And for those of you that just think it's ketchup and salt and cheese, listen th- <laughs> Oh no! No, there's onion salt. There's garlic salt. There's seasoned salt. There's vinegar. There's there's so mm-hmm. many. But you know what? Whenever I have the uh, Kennywood fries, mm-hmm. it's I, called potato patch fries. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm just here to help. I, those those poor kids that stuck inside there. Don't you feel badly for them? <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean, maybe that they love the job and they uh, think this is. A, but that's I, special community I service. Think, well, that's a lot. That really, really I is. Really do. Okay, so Kennywood's open. Not really, not yet, right? Nick Paradise is with us, though. And if you're going to have a guy who's going to talk about Kennywood, the name Paradise is very accurate because Kennywood, it really is a little slice of paradise. Nick, welcome to the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, John. Kathy, thank you very much. Thank you. Nick, were you hired by Kennywood because of your cool last name? (laughs) You know, I can't say that. The the interesting thing, though, is I have a a colleague in my office whose last name is Bliss. So come on. We're just looking for Mr. or Mrs. Utopia out there. Really <laughs> That's so funny. That's fabulous. All right, Nick, I saw a picture that made me very sad of uh, the log jammer gone mm. and that whole area yeah. being under construction. So what's what's going to happen? What's going to be in that spot? Well, um, that's uh, something that uh, we're uh, not quite ready to, to <sighs> share to talk about yet. Nick, um, I thought this would be the moment you'd want to speak about. Looking for a scoop here, Nick. Looking for a big scoop. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> for right now, you're going to see um, you're going to see fencing and uh, um, construction equipment probably periodically throughout the year. Um, but all I can say for right now is that we're working on uh, Kennywood's next great attraction for that area, and uh, to stay tuned. Very nice. Okay, so when does Kennywood officially open, Nick? So we start the start this we start our season tomorrow Aye. on Saturday 
with a season pass holder preview weekend. So only people with a season pass can come nice. this weekend uh, for a little first chance at the rides, um, some uh, kind of limited operations, but uh, nice nice uh, getting your feet wet for the start of the year. And then next weekend, May 5th and 6th, uh, we're fully open to the general public, uh, season pass or single-day tickets, and we continue on weekends you know, throughout the year, all the way to October, really. Um, but daily operations start on May 24th, right before Memorial Day. Um, so it, it's finally here. I know it sometimes doesn't feel like it with the weather we've had, but we're ready. Well, we're happy that you're here with we us. We sure are. We sure are. All right, so what else is new? I know there's a change with the train at Kennywood this year. Yeah, we've, uh, we're doing a, that's our, our other big uh, construction project along with the Long Jammer Space You reference. We're uh, overhauling the, the long-time uh, train ride. Um, it'll still be in place, but it's getting a, a bit of a facelift to uh, become Thomastown at Kennywood. Mm. Um, and it's a whole new themed attraction uh, based on Thomas and Friends, the, uh, the long-time, you know, very popular children's uh, brand of books and television shows and, and everything else. And so uh, the, the train will now be a Thomas-themed train. We're going to, uh, you know, when it opens this summer, have four new rides um, in that area for, cool. for families, um, a, an indoor uh, multi-story play area for um, maybe one of those really hot or rainy days or just uh, when the parents, when mom and dad need a break, but the kids aren't uh, in need of a break yet, which I think all parents can, can relate to that feeling. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a lot, a lot of activity in there, and we're really excited about it. We've had a lot of uh, good response and feedback. Um, you know, we think it's just a, a great uh, addition. We haven't done uh, new attractions, you know, for children and families in about 10 years. So we really felt like it was overdue um, because Kennywood is, you know, not just a place for roller coasters and the teens and the thrill seekers. It's a place for, you know, every member of the family. And so we think that uh, Thomastown is going to be you know, a great uh, a great answer and addition for you know, that, those people. Excellent. Look forward to it. So, Nick, I'm a little uh, worried because next to uh, the train, of course, as you walk in, there's something that, you know, uh, draws great affection, but also scares the the heck out of people, which is the, the laughing <laughs> sap. Crazy lady. Yeah, I love her. I can't stand her. Really? Yes, absolutely. No, she is, um, she's in a little bit of an iconic candy one. There's no denying. And um, that's uh, one of the very first questions that I usually, you know, hear from people uh, when we talk about the train area. So, uh, Laughing Sal has moved out Uh-oh. of the train area, but she has not moved out of Kennywood. She is still with us. Good. Uh, we're not saying where she is, mm-hmm. uh, but we encourage people to uh, mm-hmm. to look for her, or maybe depending on uh, how you feel, maybe don't look for her mm-hmm. and um, hope that she doesn't uh, start laughing behind you when you right, but she can, But she can still terrorize the nightmares of children <laughs> all over Allegheny <laughs> she, County. She is not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Nick, as we brought you in, Kath and I were talking about the potato patch fries. What about those employees? Those poor people. I now, mean, are they on work release or Is what? that a volunteer effort? How does that get assigned? <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, it's members of the food and beverage department. Um, you know, they, they've got their formulas to... Um, space space people out and how they determine that. Uh, probably some uh, luck of the draw and some, you know, you need your some of your best people in the potato patch without a doubt. Because, I bet. Um, the demand um, in there, you know, you've got it's the most popular stand in the park. It's not only the most popular food stand, it's the most popular attraction, period. Wow. Uh, more people ride the potato patch than uh, any, any Is other that right? Anyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking uh, close, probably 
uh, close to or maybe even a little more than a half a million orders of potato patch fries a year. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Get, I'll get, tell you what I don't recommend, and this is just from personal experience. Nick is potato patch, and then going right next door to the turtle. That's not. not you shouldn't do it. If you're no, going to do it, good. you have to switch the order of that. Go yeah. turtle first, then fries. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, doing the the turtle probably doing the turtle probably a little better than doing the thunderbolt right afterwards. Yeah. yeah neither yeah, one yeah. probably. Or <laughs> yeah. The way hey, we Nick, should look speaking at of the thunderbolt, do you ever get a chance to like sort of ride the thunderbolt just by your like alone um not quite alone but we do have we'll get um you know uh calls over the radio especially in this april period um where they're 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 getting things ready they're they're testing things out uh breaking in the coasters they call it um the maintenance team and we'll get calls over the park uh, radio system that we need we need riders down at um the thunderbolt or yesterday actually it was down at the phantom so the, the sales office suddenly is very empty. And, uh, you know, we all rushed out to the Phantom's Revenge for our chance to ride. And, um, you know, uh, nice nice little perk of the job for sure that uh, you can stop, stop what you're doing for a few minutes, take a couple spins on a coaster. And you're not, you're, you're helping the park still. Yeah, uh, of course. They, they That's so good of you. There. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right, right. Great, great service to, to get to ride the Phantom's Revenge. So um, absolutely a perk of working there and uh, nice. getting, getting some rides every once in a while. Well, Nick, we are uh, just a, sort of jonesing for that first yeah, visit to get to Kennywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, by Absolutely. having you here with us right now, it just sort of whets our appetite even more. So we'll be at the Kennywood Park very, very soon. And, uh, you know, congratulations for another great season. 120 years. Hard to believe. Yep. We're happy to be here. We're looking forward to the next 120. Very nice. Th- Nick, thanks an awful lot. Thank you, guys. Nick Paradise, he is from Kennywood Park. Kennywood opens tomorrow for the season pass holders, next weekend for everybody else, and then regular operations day-to-day on the 25th. Of May. Very nice. Kennywood, Kennywood. It's a sign that the, the spring is, summer is should be upon us soon. I feel good soon. about it. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Mack, Fortin and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more. Plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adamson, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale, and more. Four jam-packed days of music, as well as inspiring worship and teaching on our new worship stage, where the Word of God is shared in spirit and in truth. Plus children's entertainment, candle lighting service, camping under the stars, and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast, with over 75 bands and speakers, June 27th through the 30th. Tickets and more available online at creationfest.com. Don't miss out on Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 
32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. We had somebody ask us about that music, didn't we? We had several people ask us yeah, about the yeah. music. <laughs> Which now we don't know the guy's name. <laughs> Sorry, I brought Pat. that up. Coil. Coil. That's right. Pat Coil. C O I L. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing. Um, you've been doing poetry all month long, and is because this... because you made me. No, I did not make you. I didn't. I just I noticed a a um... a gap in my training. No, well, no, I, I noticed it. that you were just, you didn't like poetry. What? No, What's I the didn't. deal? I, it makes me feel like I have to slow down and I have a hard time with that. Well, not anymore. No, because I Because have... like Hall and Oates. <laughs> and many other things, I have come around to your point of view. Thank you. Which is really your goal each day. No, no, I'm just no, trying I'm to like say. I'm kidding. All right. So uh, it's almost the, it, the last day. No. Monday's last day. Okay. It's almost the end of April, which is National Poetry Month. And um, because I was guilted into this, but now have, am, <laughs> I, no, I'm approaching it with joy and gratitude. I have read a poem every single day of April. And you're the better for it. I am the better for it. I did an unthinkable thing last night. Hmm. I can't even believe you it. You opened a book of poetry. No, you're never going to believe this. What? I found a poem online. I liked it so much, I sent it to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, when my daughter got that poem, now my daughter has tried to talk me into liking poetry for the extent of her life, mm-hmm. pretty much. She almost fell over <laughs> when she opened. See? Anyway, okay. She spread the love. Are you ready for today's poem? Please do, yes. We don't have poetry music today, no, we don't, which is no. sad. So we're going to do this sans music. Some poetry meant to be yeah, just, silent. Right. And this is one of those poems. Yes. This is Figs from Thistles, First Fig, by Edna St. Vincent Millay. Oh, of course. My candle burns at both ends. It will not last the night. But ah, my foes, and oh, my friends, it gives a lovely light. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What's it called? Figs from Thistles. Very, very First nice. fig. Excellent. Edna St. Vincent Millay. So burning your candle at both ends. I love it. Right? Very nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that very See? much. And you are in, always in a hurry. I know. So now, Edna but I St. slowed Vincent down Millay. enough to read four lines. Very nice. It's pretty good. Hey, speaking of the uh, spoken word, um, Amy Barnes headed into Pittsburgh. You know, we've talked to Amy a couple of times. Uh, Ladies Night Out, May 11th. 
go to this, and especially for the guys. Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. This is a very affordable, very fun, very loving gift for your sweetie pie. Yeah, if you don't know what to do for your wife or your mom for yeah. Mother's Day, well, we're you're lucky because we're telling you. I think it's somewhere like twenty five bucks for a ticket, yep. and if May you do a, ten, a group of ten. And here's or more, the thing. Here's the thing that you buy the tickets in pairs. Yeah. So she can go with a friend. Yeah. Uh, Not you. A, group you, of a 10 girlfriend. Or more, it's eighteen bucks. Okay. So yeah. Plus, there's VIP seats. Uh, you can do a show. You do the show, the dinner, a meet and greet uh, for not a whole lot of cash. So go and enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. Amy's going to be there. May love. Um, there are uh, VIP tickets that are still available. Yep. Here's the best way, in my opinion, the best way to do it is that you go, you pay for VIP seats because that includes your dinner. Yeah. So you don't have to go someplace else for dinner. You can just go there, hang out for the whole evening, have yourself a great time with your friends, with your other sisters, your mom, your daughter, whatever yeah. it is, and John Hall will be there. Uh, I don't think so. Why? No, I'm not going to go to it. It's ladies' night out. Whatever. I'll be like an interloper. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. okay. May 11th. You get a lot of attention, maybe. No, I don't need that. You comment. probably don't want no, that. No, I do not. WordFM.com is the place to go. Hey, stick around. Our 5 o'clock hour. You don't want to miss it, I'm telling you. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says he feels compelled to help end the nuclear standoff with North Korea. The president congratulated the leaders of North and South Korea after a historic summit and said his meeting with Kim Jong un will happen in the coming weeks. This is beyond the United States, this is a world problem. And it's something that I hope I'm able to do for the world. He told a press conference that something dramatic could happen and that his talks with Kim should be quite something. Greg Clugston, the White House. Jenny Town of the U.S.-Korea Institute at the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies says there will need to be more flexibility in any negotiations. There's a lot that will have to be addressed along the way in order to really, again, create some credibility and trust in the relationship itself to get to the end of a process. On Wall Street, the Dow on by 11 points. The Nasdaq rose a point. The S&P advanced three. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. You run your HVAC unit more than you run your car. But would you go a whole year without servicing your car? Prolong your unit's life and avoid expensive breakdowns with Pellis Heating and Cooling. Pellis will service your system to keep your unit running strong. Of course, if you have an emergency, a Pellis tech is available 24 hours a day. 
today with after-hour calls returned within 15 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mountain Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. A shower will be in some spots for tonight, especially early on tonight. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy, low 43. Clouds and occasional sunshine tomorrow with some showers around and a chilly wind at times, high 52. Mostly cloudy, brisk and colder tomorrow night, 34. Sunday, partly sunny, breezy and cool with a high of 53. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along for this edition of The Ride Home. It's a spring-like day, is it not? I love being outside. Yes, of course. I mentioned in the first hour of today's program that um, I was down at the Strip on Friday. I'm always down at the Strip on Friday. But what set this day apart is that it was the very first time this year on a Friday I've been down there without a coat and was okay. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I came out of Woolies. Came out of Woolies and I thought, oh my gosh, it's actually almost warm. Almost. Uh, but tomorrow Too will not many be Christmas. Sometime next week they're telling us temperatures in the seventies. All right. I take it on faith. John, may I be the first one to tell you? Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. Five minutes past the five o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. And it's all right and well because what an amazing day. What an unbelievably cool day in Pittsburgh sports yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, you got to revel in these days. Yeah. Listen, there are people who live in all different corners of our country, in different cities, who never get to experience a day like we had yesterday. <laughs> never get to experience it. If you're a sports fan. You have to soak it in. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's go in chronological order. Okay. Ivan Nova, eight Bucks. full innings yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice game. 0-0 zero, zero game till the ninth inning. Pitcher's duel, which was pitcher's very duel. tight, very tense. Yeah. That's and his then, second great game in a row. Eight. Was it? Wait. Was the time before? Did he pitch the full game no, the time no, before? No. Two times ago. Exactly. He pitched the full game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, He's still living up to the hype. He's doing he good. He sure is living yeah. up to the hype. And then 
in the bottom of the ninth. Boom. What's better than that? Walk it off. Dickerson. Kaboom. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. I've heard nothing but pluses about him since yeah. he came here. But hey, it's just a little sidebar. How about the Bucks attendance? Now, the weather has been How absolutely could, you dismal. You can't blame it Who's on anything go? but the horrible weather. No, I no. would have gone three times, except it hasn't like gotten over 50. I've been to one game. And that I've, was, I've been to zero. Yeah. But we're going to go the 15th, I believe. Yeah, I'm excited. We're all going. Okay. Your Hopefully family. it'll be 85 degrees. Please. I want it to be hot. I 70. want to be really hot. I want to be hot and miserable and complaining about how hot it is. That's what I'd like. Anyway, so Dickerson walks it off in the ninth. Then we had the NFL draft, which you know is a huge event here what? at any NFL city. But I can't get into it. No, it's boring. I think it's boring. I think it's... I think it's just like way overblown. Yeah. It's because television has interceded. It yeah. used to be just be this sort of like this backroom they kind all, of dealings. They used to do it all in one day. Right. Now it's like this drawn out thing. And there's all these lights and we have to have music and people but, are, you know. But however, the highlight mm. of it. But it was, there's not even, I mean, when I say highlight, I mean, there's nothing that even came in the same sphere as when it was time for the Steelers to announce their first round draft pick. Who walks across the stage to give it? Oh, yeah. But Ryan Chazier. Ryan on his Chazier. own, walking on his own, mm-hmm. next to his fiance Michelle. It was such mm-hmm. a beautiful moment. Yeah. It was a great moment. I mean, you think that road traveled. Holy yep. smokes. Mm-hmm. So I believe that he will – I don't think he'll ever play ball again. But I believe he's going to be whole. Well, he has shown such incredible fortitude. I think that no, – I, I just – I love – I love his attitude in public. Yeah, yeah. I know that he must have Super horrible, positive. horrible moments in private. Of course he has horrible moments in private because who would not oh um, with the circumstances that he's been through? But publicly, he could. there's no possible way he no. could have handled this better. No, he's perfect. Right, what a, just, he's a gentleman, he's, positive. He's, and he has inspired people, you know, the country over, yep. not especially most of us in Pittsburgh, but the country over. So seeing Ryan Chizier walk across the stage sure was wonderful. Okay, so then the Pens game last night, Which oh, first I w- game. Yeah, I was convinced after two periods that it was over Game and was i said over. it out loud two nothing they i were said down. i said to my daughter oh, you know this is over why why would you think that uh, what are you you're like supposed to be like the super fan i know and i was debbie downer what's the problem i was debbie downer well it's not like i left it's not like i didn't watch the third but you period. said you spoke the words out loud i did i did and then i'll be honest i felt really badly of course you did i did i still feel badly showed you. i almost wasn't going to say it so on the air probably like hey kath you turned to the camera <sighs> hey so the Pens won last night 3-2. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. It was truly, I mean, without Hagelin, without Malkin, Gino. and we come back and score, was it we? Listen to me like I had something oh, yeah. to do with it. After yeah, like we, five, after I said it's over. Right now today. I'm saying we. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the worst you fan off ever. off the bandwagon, don't you? Yeah. Okay, I missed all tremendous. that because I was down at the uh, the Pittsburgh Public Theater. Seeing Hamlet. Uh, yes, I did. Tell me. Our own Darren Elliker here is a friend of ours here at the station. He uh, He's the voice of many of the commercials you hear. He writes and produces here. Fabulous. Hamlet at the Public Theater. Listen, do yourself a favor. If you are intimidated by seeing live theater and especially by Shakespeare himself, this is the production for you. This mm-hmm. is uh, fabulous. I mean, it's a wonderful production. It runs until the end of May. Right. Um, Hamlet is so – I don't want to say uh, – He's not contemporary. He's accessible. So okay. that you hear the verse, you hear the language, and you go, oh, I get it. I know what he's talking about. And so seeing Shakespeare is different than reading Shakespeare. Reading Shakespeare yeah. is arduous. Uh, I guess. If you are I mean, not, you're an actor. You did all sorts of Shakespeare. It's, it's, so like it's not anything. arduous for you, but it's arduous for, but it's for like me. But it's like learning a language. If you don't know the language, of course, then you have trouble working your way through it. But the more you do it, the better at it you become. So this production, though. 
please. It's wonderful. Just absolutely just incredible. Darren's scary as the... Uh, oh, is he going to scare me? A little, yeah. He's yeah. going to scare me. Yeah. He's, the, he's the ghost. Uh-huh. He's right. the father, the, the, the murdered king, Hamlet's mm-hmm. father. So, yeah, please. Just I just want to put that plug in and say I love this show, and uh, I hope you get down there to see some live All right. Theater. Not only am I going to see it, yeah. um, but I'm taking like seven people with me. Good for you. Yeah. That's what you should. Really good. Okay, okay. Now listen to this. Um, I got to thank my dad for this because he uh, pulled this article out of today's PG by Valerie Weaver Zercher mm-hmm. um, called Books uh, Love the Small. It's about indie stores and publishers. Oh, okay. Can I just read the beginning yeah, to you? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Tucked into a small Pennsylvania town, population 4,049, is Hearts and Minds Bookstore. Hey, Byron Borger. It's a quirky homey shop, incongruous both in location and, in- and inventory. Just down Main Street from the store flutters a large Trump banner, mm. a memo that you're not in San Francisco or Chapel Hill. <laughs> Inside the store, shelves are filled with a somewhat haphazard mix of books, lovingly curated by well-read, erudite Presbyterians. <laughs> <laughs> well-read, erudite Presbyterians. The last Saturday in April, which is tomorrow, uh-huh. is Independent Bookstore Day, which huh. honors booksellers like our friend Byron at Hearts and Minds. More than 500 independent bookstores are participating in the festivities. There are readings, open mic nights, concerts, book signings, live llamas will visit one store. What? Literary pancakes will be served at another. Quote, it's taken on the feeling of a holiday, IBD program director Samantha Schoch told Publishers Weekly. So the, the article goes on to talk about independent bookstores, which I I love. I love independent bookstores. Me too. You know you do too. I mean, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. Anyway, um, let me just fast forward to the end of the article where she says, it's hard to argue with the power of community curation and convening. I recently met with one of my authors at Hearts and Minds. It was a warm winter day and we sat at a small round table near French doors that opened onto a patio. A clerk brought us glasses of ice water and offered us tea. Soon one of the owners came over and greeted us. And when the author told him what she was writing about, this is Byron, of course, you know it's Byron. He carried over four books on the topic <laughs> and recommended at least two others. Oh, that's good. We, author, editor, bookseller, talked about books for a good half hour. Other customers wandered into browse. Eventually, the author and the editor said goodbye to the bookseller, but not before buying a few more books. Of course you did. Isn't that you good? Can't walk in. Yes. So thank you to Valerie for Hearts a great article. Thanks minds. for the PG. And great to see a shout out, even if the name was not mentioned, yep. to our friend Byron Borger, Hearts and Minds Bookstore, Dallas Town, PA. Nice. Hey, one more thing. Uh, we talk a lot about, you know, today in history, or this is the day. Today's Arbor Day. Oh, where we honor trees. Yes. So, so to honor trees, to, to do something for Arbor Day, you yeah. should plant a tree okay. today. So today is Arbor Day. Can I honor the seven that are in my yard oh, without please. planting a yes. new one? Because if I plant another one, my husband might divorce me. You can honor it by buying a rake, quite honestly. <laughs> exactly. uh, and also today, today's Arbor Day. Today's also, just in case, <laughs> National Hairball Awareness Day. <laughs> okay. National Hairball Awareness Day. Like National- we weren't aware of hairballs? I, I mean, mean, can you imagine who's been the PR guy for National <laughs> Hairball Awareness Day? National Hairball Awareness Day is observed annually on the last Friday <laughs> in April. doesn't even make any sense. The day is listed in one of the pet health awareness events of the American Veterinary Medical Association. Here they say, how to observe. How do you observe? How do you? Oh, come on. Here's it a- does not say this. Are uh, you making this up? Yeah. Observe National Hairball Day. By staying the heck away from your hairball cat. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, my my uh, Princess Charlotte was struggling with one today. A Maybe she ball. knew. She was trying to celebrate her. How about that? Like when you walked out, you've got a cat, and you've had a cat for it, you know, and you see a hairball, you go, oh, oh that's a hairball. It's just rough. I mean, it could be worse. No, it could be much worse. Exactly. But it's seriously, just a hairball. But you still don't want to see it. I don't think we want to appreciate right. it. Hey, here at 101.5, we are happy to talk to you about hairballs. <laughs> 
We've got lots more ahead. You'll be happy to know that Paul McNulty, who's the president of Grove City College, he'll join us next. That's a heck of an introduction. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New music. New music from Landry Cantrell. Gravity. Broken Prayers by Riley Clemens. And Joy by Tori Harper. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Oh, boy. Springtime, I would say, you know, even though the weather has not been cooperating, it is here. And what better way to enjoy spring than to be down on the farm? Marsha from the Springhouse is here with us to talk about exactly that. Hey, Marsh, how you doing? Hi, guys. Great. How are you doing? We can't complain at all. It's beautiful out, isn't it? Oh, thank goodness, Marsha. Tell us what spring's going to be like at the Springhouse. Well, I was just looking outside the window of the sun porch and the... um, Oh, my gosh, I already forgot what they're called. I think they're called bluebells or cowbells. Oh, jeez. Some pretty little blue flower <laughs> just slipped right out of my mind. Maybe it's called cowslips. Maybe uh, that's it. <laughs> close there enough. These pretty flowers, and they're already blooming on the hillside. And I see there's some um, little bit of white and a little bit of pink and all kinds of nice stuff blooming out there. We've got a couple baby calves out there in the petting zoo, and, and people are already coming at night and sliding down the slide and then coming in and getting an ice cream cone. We were really busy today with lots of people. Um, the doors are wide open. They were coming in and getting oh. their fish sandwiches and macaroni and cheese. And this is a great time of year. Come on out to the farm. Oh, it sure is. Fabulous, Marcia. So what's on the menu here? People want to come down sure. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow, um, and our menu starts at 11 on the weekends, 11 on Saturday and 12 on Sunday. And goes all the way through till we close at 9. And tomorrow we're having spice rubbed ribs, hot roast beef, and gravy. And that's a 28-pound top round that we actually slice down and serve with um, real mashed potatoes and, and homemade roast beef gravy, springhouse baked chicken, hand-peeled mashed potatoes, Alabama veggie casseroles, homemade applesauce, and lots more. Lovely. And then on Sunday at noon, we're going to open with a chicken and gravy over homemade buttermilk biscuits. And mm. these are big honkin' biscuits. Um, ham loaf. <laughs> With raisin sauce, pot, lo- pot roast with potatoes, carrots, and onions, and breaded pork steaks. Mm. Oh. I decide to go with that. Are you hungry yet? I yes. am hungry. <laughs> Five minutes ago, I was hungry, exactly. Marcia. Yeah. That's excellent. Okay, wow. get on down to the spring house. It's spring on the farm. You get yourself a great meal and some ice cream while you can. Hello, everybody. Wonderful. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family. Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. 
J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education in which solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. Christ-centered, student-focused, and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. This month, drive in the spring with a brand new Chevy. Hi, this is Tun Chilkin for my friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Did you know that the team at Calusi has been in business for 100 years? So whether you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned vehicle, you need to check out their huge inventory. They have a great selection of crossovers like Equinox, Traverse, and the Chevy Trax. And you can trust the team at Calusi Chevrolet to make the process easy and hassle-free. Find them online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. The Honorable Paul J. McNulty is with us. Paul is the ninth president of Grove City College. Prior to returning to his alma mater, Paul McNulty spent over 30 years in Washington, D.C. as an attorney in public service and private practice. In 2005, the United States Senate unanimously confirmed Paul McNulty to the position of Deputy Attorney General, the second-in-command at the United States Department of Justice, and the Chief Operating Officer of the Department's 100,000 employees. Paul McNulty also served from 2001 to 2005 as the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia and was a leader in our nation's response to the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Paul McNulty, sir, how you are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Nope, we don't hear Paul. Paul, are you there? Hi, John and Kathy. There we go. Oh, great there we to go. hear you, Paul. Yeah, it's great. it's great to be with you. Thank you. Welcome in. Well, I'm excited because we're talking about a great moment that is coming up, especially for Grove City seniors, um, commencement and the baccalaureate service. You have two outstanding guests that are going to be speaking at those two events. So tell us about commencement first. Well, sure. Well, we have an astronaut this year, Colonel Jeff Williams. Uh, Colonel Jeff Williams uh, has spent more time in outer space than any other American male. Wow. Uh, he's been on four missions. He spent six months on the International Space Station. And most importantly, he is a strong believer and uh, a man of great faith. So it's going to be wonderful to hear from him. What a distinguished career he's had. I mean, everything from going to the U.S. Military Academy, you know, born and raised in Wisconsin, and then all of the hours that he has logged on so many different aircraft. I mean, it's just, it boggles the mind. Yeah, and Kathy, a really neat thing is that he's also taken more photographs from outer space than any other astronaut. Is that right? That's cool. Yes, and so he has a book called The Work of His Hands, and it's just his photography from outer space of the Earth. Oh, that's fabulous. uh, Interspersed with reflections on the Psalms and and the way in which God has designed the earth with such plenty and 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 such intentionality, and that's why he makes for you know a perfect guest to our campus. Excellent. So, Paul, it's weird because Christians oddly are maligned for their lack of intellectual heft from an outsider perspective. Mm -hmm. So, when you talk about faith and science combined, to think about astronaut Williams, I mean, you know, that's the perfect exclamation point to say, really, Christians? I mean, you know, we truly are people of the Word and of the the science Word as well. That's exactly right. And there has been this tension. Uh, In fact, science, of course, many people in science reject faith. uh, And um, we really have to make it clear that we see uh, the, the, the strong connection between exploring what God has created and understanding um, truth in its fullest sense. And one of the neat things is this uh, event, or willing, is going to be on our quad designed by the Olmstead Brothers, where we have the chapel 
and our old science building, both of which were dedicated on the same day in 1931, purposely, uh, the morning dedication of the chapel, the afternoon dedication of the science building, to make the point of the connection between our faith and the pursuits of mm-hmm. scientific truth. Oh, I love this. Now, Paul, you were a student at Grove City, and then you went on to have a distinguished career that has now brought you back to Grove City as president. And I, I wonder if it gives you pain when you look out at the world and you see that faith and science have been put into, it, it, it seems, exclusive camps. When there's just, I mean, you look at a person like your commencement speaker, and you think there's no reason why they should be separated. That's right. In fact, it's interesting that on the day that the building was dedicated, J. Howard Pugh, who was the uh, man who founded the Sun Oil Company with his father and established the Pugh Charitable Trust 70 years ago, he gave a speech, and he was concerned about this separation, and mm-hmm. he had this optimism. He said, far from fearing anything like an ultimate irreconcilable conflict between science and religion, I am convinced that as science carries us nearer to the borderland of possible human understanding, men will better realize how finite are their powers. And so he was trying to make the point that this exploration of science is going to actually increase faith. Hmm. But what he didn't anticipate is how in the 20th century, um, God would be rejected, and we would turn to material or temporal things to find true meaning. And and that's the problem now, is, is this effort to try to reclaim what was clearly understood not all that long ago as to the, the um, inseparable nature of exploration of truth and and belief in God. Wow. You know, Paul, um, it's interesting that, you know, from a secular perspective, many people would malign Christians for their supposed lack of faith, but corporate America gets it because often corporate America shows up in droves at Grove City College and they recruit your students for some of the highest positions, whether it's in academia, corporate science or whatnot, right? Yeah. And John, I think one of the things that is key to that is that our students, and we have 50% of our students who are in the STEM area and lots of engineers and uh, biology majors and so forth, they're required to take a humanities course, and uh, they are taking 15 hours of um, classes on um, uh, scriptures and on um, Western civilization, and, you know, the arts and literature. So, so they come out in a more holistic, educated way, and employers see that as being, you know, really valuable in the long run to have that kind of foundation and and, and capability to understand how people operate. Can you talk to us, Paul, about how you see your role in equipping university students? I mean, both John and I have kids at Grove City, and one of the reasons that we decided to take them there is because both of us, I mean, John and I get so frustrated with this division in the world between faith and whatever the discipline is, whether it's, you know, between mm-hmm. faith and science or it's between, you know, faith and literature faith or it's between arts. faith and the arts. Um, John spent his whole career in the arts. I spent a lot of um, my past career in in uh, design arts, which is different. He was in acting. But both of us think, what you know, we need to be developing young people who can see these as integrated forms. Right, right. You know, Kathy, I, I wake up every morning thinking about that mission and uh, the key word for us in our mission statement is equipping. And and I think we really have to understand equipping in that fullest sense, uh, to, to equip young people to um, think clearly and to understand how all things hold together and to also uh, be committed to serving the common good. So, 
you know, a lot of stereotypes about uh, Christians, but at the end of the day, people coming out with um, a broad, strong education that's rooted in God's truth are going to be particularly useful in caring for others and yeah. being uh, really meaningful members of the community. That's that, that's, that's the vision we have, is really equipping mm-hmm. them to be the best citizens wherever they end up living. We're talking with Paul McNulty. Paul's the president at Grove City College. Commencement is coming up here very soon, uh, at the uh, middle of May, May 19th. Astronaut Jeffrey Williams will speak at Grove City College for their 138th commencement. So, Paul, what I love about this, I mean, you, you get a guy, well, obviously, I mean, the top of his profession, and it's no pun intended. There he is, you know, at the <laughs> top of the world. And, and, and there Off he is, the world, actually. Yes. And he's a committed believer, but I wonder what that would be like. And I'm sure you'll get the opportunity to talk to him personally about mm-hmm. this, and I'm sure he'll tell the students about this as well. But what it is to be a believer and to be so close to the heavens and look down on you know the pale blue dot of God's creation here on planet Earth, mm-hmm. and how that all together—I mean, what a glorious thing for a person to be able to witness and then tell others about that experience. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the neat things in his book uh, is that in the foreword he talks about the fact that. Going out into space didn't give him faith. He already had faith as a child, and it was really important to him. But what it gave him was the so the eyes to see the world um, uh, in a way that was um, central to his faith. And um, I can't wait to hear him describe that. The reaction we've had has been so positive, and one of the things that I'm enjoying is that people love the whole exploration of space. We're all kind of, we look at the stars just like David did in the Psalms, and we... We, we are in awe of God's creation, and, and uh, there's something about this calling that's always been intriguing and very um, much at the core of kind of the American sense of adventure and uh, uh, capability, and so it's, uh, it's sparked this uh, enthusiasm that I'm really enjoying uh, on campus. You know, we typically political people come, and we had the vice president last year, which was wonderful, but... This is a very different kind of experience that we're excited about. All right, Paul, before we let you go, I have to ask you about Sinclair Ferguson because um, yeah. I'm a fan of his. I, I came to, I think I read the first one of his books. The first book of his I read was when I was in college. But um, he's going to be leading the baccalaureate service. So tell us what the difference is there and then talk about Sinclair Ferguson. Well, I've known Sinclair Ferguson for some time myself. but He was actually the pastor of a First Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina, for a while after he was teaching at uh, Westminster, and I got to know him there. Um, he's an incredible man because he combines this tremendous um, scholarly ability in theology and scripture with a warm, gracious mm-hmm. manner, uh, you know, that sort of um, unique Scottish way that he brings to his preaching and his um, care for others. So I've been kind of working to get him to come to Grove City uh, for a couple of years and just trying to find a way to work it into his schedule. So I was thrilled when he could do it. And fun thing is Jeff Williams is a fan of Sinclair Ferguson and Sinclair Ferguson is a fan of Jeff Williams. Oh, nice. <laughs> it would be wonderful to yeah. have the three of us. I could just sit down with them and watch that conversation. Fabulous. Take Oh, isn't that great? Excellent. Well, well, Paul, thanks an awful lot for another year of shaping hearts and minds and intellects of young men and women to go out into the world and share their their talents and their faith. It's just a wonderful job that Grove City College is doing. We appreciate your work there. Oh, thank you so much. It's great talking to both of you. Have a great weekend. Thank you as well. Hey, Grove City College, a national Christian liberal arts college, online at gcc.edu, Grove City College. We'll take a quick break, come back. 
we got lots more ahead for the Friday edition here of The Ride Home on John and Kathy. The question is, what did you get her for Mother's Day? Tom. A socket set? No. Stanley. A vacuum cleaner? No. Michael. Tickets to Ladies Night Out with Amy Barnes? Correct. Tell him what he's won. Michael, you win hero status when you send her and a friend to Ladies Night Out Friday, May 11th at Impact Christian Church Moon Township. A night of carefree shopping, VIP dining, and side-splitting entertainment with comedian Amy Barnes. Friday, Mother's Day weekend. RSVP now at wordfm.com. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size my pillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. This is an amazing story about one of our own. His name is Guy Reschenthaler, and Western Pennsylvania is his home. Guy Reschenthaler volunteered for duty in the Iraq War. As a JAG officer in Iraq, Guy Reschenthaler prosecuted nearly 100 dangerous terrorists. But Guy Reschenthaler did something else. He successfully defended a Navy SEAL, falsely accused of misconduct. That's the kind of person Guy Reschenthaler is. If you need help, Guy is there. Here at home, we elected Guy Reschenthaler Magisterial District Judge, and then we elected Guy to the State Senate. Guy Reschenthaler is a proven winner. He's also a proven conservative. Guy Reschenthaler believes life is a gift from God and must be protected. That's why he supported groundbreaking pro-life legislation and worked to defund Planned Parenthood. Guy Reschenthaler, a conservative champion for Congress. Conservatives for PA paid for and is responsible for this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. www.conservativesforpa.com A shower will be in some spots for tonight, especially early on tonight. Otherwise, partly to mostly cloudy, low 43. Clouds and occasional sunshine tomorrow with some showers around and a chilly wind at times, high 52. Mostly cloudy, brisk and colder tomorrow night, 34. Sunday, partly sunny, breezy and cool with a high of 53. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> I found these two articles today. Yeah. 
that just cracked me right up. I had okay, so one article is entitled "12 Obscure Words with Delightful Meanings." Oh, okay, um, but both articles are about um, Paul Anthony Jones, who has written a new book called "The Cabinet of Linguistic Curiosities." Hmm. Okay, okay yeah. and in the book, it has a different phrase. For every day of the year. What? Okay. That includes words that are actual words. It's not like he's made anything up. These are actual words that have fallen out of usage. Really? Okay. okay. All right. Well, good, good, good. So I have to share a couple of these with yeah, you yeah. because they are awesome. It's, it it breaks my heart that we're not using them because of their goodness. Now, are these words like from a different day and time? Like yes. Back in the 1830s yes. or 1720s? That yes. Thing. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Here is a 19th century slang word. For extra time spent in bed on a Sunday. Are you ready? Yes. Froust. <laughs> What'd you do yesterday? Frousted. Oh, yeah. I, I get that. F-R-O-W-S-T. Doesn't it look like that? Frousted. That's it's fro- funny there would be like, even a word for that. Mm-hmm. How about this? Shiviness. Shiviness. You know what that is? No. The uncomfortable feeling of wearing new underwear. <laughs> That's an actual word. That is an actual word. I mean, how often is that? Oh, you got some shiviness going on there. Okay. You know when you're out, you're, you know when you're out in the weather, this is probably going to happen to you tomorrow. It's going to happen to all of us tomorrow. Uh, when the weather is cold enough mm-hmm. to make people walk with their shoulders hunched. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the the breeze is colder than you expected. Uh, you know what that's called? What? Hunch weather. <laughs> that makes I, sense, of right? Of course. Go hunch forward. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, there's... Cosmognosis. Cosmognosis. Which is the natural instinct that tells a creature when to migrate. Huh. Okay, so like the whales know when to go yeah. south, right? That's cosmognosis. Now's the time for cosmognosis. Okay, now this is one I do all the time. I have to use this one. This, I've circled this. You know when someone is coming over to the house and you have to hurry up and make it look presentable? Oh, yeah. Let's okay. Clean up a little bit. Pick that stuff up. Get rid of that clutter. Scurry fungi. <laughs> Scurry fungi, F-U-N-G-E. F-U-N-G-E. Oh. Scurry fungi. It's one word. Okay. Scurry fungi. A hasty tidying of the house. Oh, my. Between the time you see a neighbor coming and the time she knocks (laughs) on the door. Do they tell you what year? Scurry fungi. Yes. Yeah, that is 1950. What? So that's recent. The one I told you about hunch weather, that was from 1830. Scurry fungi. Mm -hmm. You think that would have survived? Scurry fungi is, I have done that. Countless oh, times. And I feel good about it. Of course. and But isn't that what you're doing? Scurry fungi is what you're like <laughs> scooping up things and putting them underneath yes. the sofa. Here we go. So come on, nobody come on. sees. Hey, you guys. Oh, my kids hate when I scurry fungi. Oh, I bet oh, they do. I get like, come right. on, let's go, everybody. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay. A couple other words I have to share with you. I mean, this is just a funny, funny article. Scurry fungi. Okay. The approximate length a man's beard hair grows in one second. What? Okay, so they're trying to say, okay, so how long would it take you? Yeah, how long would it take you to grow a beard of this length? Uh The unit of time is called beard second. (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh What year is this? Yes, Um, nineteen fifty-eight. No, come on. No, 1958, that's not that long ago. But these are just made up that's, weird things. They're not made up. Come these on. are actual words. 
Listen to me. Why do you doubt me Is when I say Oxford things Dictionary? like this? Is it the Oxford Dictionary? The beer second. In September, academics in Britain uncovered 30 words lost from the English language. Researchers spent three months looking through old dictionaries to find them in the hopes that they could bring the words back into modern conversations. Okay, this guy whose last name is Jones, he's the one that that wrote the book, Paul Anthony Jones. He says, quote, I've been obsessed with language ever since I was a kid. I got a big illustrated kid's dictionary when I was eight or nine. I got it for Christmas from my grandparents. I just sat and read it cover to cover like you would a normal book. I was absolutely hooked. Okay? No, he is not making stuff up. Okay, no, wait. Go back. So I'll be with you in a beard second. I'm having a... I'm having scary fudge. Oh, no. I'm having... Wait, the the underwear... Shiviness. (laughs) I'm having shiverness. With you in a beard okay. second. Okay. The leader of a gang of criminals, mm-hmm. a Dimber Damber. Dimber Damber. That has a hyphen. Okay. That's, that's got to be like in the 1700s. Yeah, that's from 1785. Uh, that sounds like Nicholas Nickleby. Right. It 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 does. Mm-hmm. Now, for any of you I'm talking to who have read Joe LeConte's book on the First World War, yeah, yeah. Um, A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War, and if you have not read that book, it's one of my favorites. It was, I picked it as my favorite book that I read two years ago. New documentary coming out. Anyway, you will know this word because it's in the book. Eucatastrophe. Eucatastrophe. That was coined in 1944 by J.R.R. Tolkien, who called it the sudden happy turn in a story which pierces you with a joy that brings tears. Oh, that's wonderful. Eucatastrophe. I love that a lot. Isn't that great? Hey, uh, can you post some of those maybe? Yeah, I'll tell you about it. Well, later in the show, I'll tell you about a gobble pipe because I know you'll want to hear that. And you want to hear about Itty Umpty. Weird words. Because that's a good one. True words. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, who knew? Plus a mount weasel. You'll want to know what that is so you can avoid it. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. One of 1.5 WORD. Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mount Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. 
Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. I think it was this time last week or so that we had a professional gardener with us. Doug Oster, who mm-hmm. you may know from his many appearances uh, in and around western Pennsylvania. His work in the Trib. Yeah. So he's got a four-acre plot, and he's always sort of on top of new things and uh, traditional ways of garden, organic gardening. You know, our, our, our next guest, well, a little sidebar here. Of all the thousands of people who have joined us over these many years, I think this guest, uh, she comes from the most beautiful place, the sounding place I've ever heard of, Lake Joy in Carnation, Washington. I mean, there's nothing bad could happen there. Lake Joy in Carnation, I think Washington. It's all happy. Tina Osterhouse is with us. She writes on faith, culture, and hope at her blog, tinaosterhouse.com. You also can find her on Facebook, which is where we found her. And she wrote a piece at Christianity Today called Save Your Soul, Start Gardening for Me. Tina, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for calling me. It's great. All right, Tina. So, I love your approach to gardening because your approach is kind of um, you're doing it in defiance. So you see that politics is miserable, that the news cycle is unbelievably overwhelming and depressing. And oftentimes it seems like there's nothing we can do about either one. And so you've turned to your garden. So explain your, your process there. That's, you know what, that's so true. Last year, um, just after just really a lot of political upheaval. I kept saying to my husband, we just need a garden. We need to start a garden. And we started small and said, let's do something together with the kids that we can pour into and till the soil, plant some seeds and see what happens. And it became kind of one of the most precious things that we did as um, a little family unit. Um, We looked at, it, it just became a place of peace. Nice. Um, and beauty. So, Tina, you, you learned a lot of different things in this process over the seasons of planting this garden. One of the, the things you talk about first is the idea that you cultivated patience because, right, we live in this microwave, clickable, bait, instant culture, but planting a garden, it just doesn't happen overnight for things to grow. No, it's really true. You know, I think that one of the things that I'm learning or that I've – that planting a garden has really helped me to see is, you know, God's time is God's time. And planting a garden helps us enter into God's time. And we can plant our seeds and water the soil, but things begin to sprout up in the time of their own. And that is the way things work in the time of God, in the way that God does, mm. does things. 
You know right. what I mean? And, right. Yeah, and one yeah. of the one of the practices of being a believer is to accept that. Yeah. Surrender to it. Yeah. Yeah, and to live into it, to press into it, right? I mean, I can to till the soil, I can plant my seeds, I can weed, I can do all of those, but fruit comes in the time that God um, deems it right for fruit to come. Mm-hmm. What about the beauty of a... Okay, so did you do a vegetable garden or a flower garden? I did a vegetable. We have lots of... We have, like, I do lots of hanging baskets mm-hmm. of beautiful flowers. Okay, okay. Because um, I want the hummingbirds to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I... And they do. They, like, come. It's beautiful. But I did a vegetable garden. And um, actually, we also, like, hung strawberry plants. Nice. Um, we kind of... Our idea is that we can do vegetables and flowers together and that they kind of grow in the mm-hmm. same space um, and kind of figure out how to do that. Well, I've always tried to do that too. I'm not all that successful at it, but I do want you to know that I try because I would like, I always <laughs> like, I always like to mix the two, right? Because, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, a bean plant isn't all that great to look at, right? But if you put, you know, right. a couple exactly. beautiful things around it, that can spice things up. But so either, either you're doing flowers and, and you're looking at the beauty of them or you're looking at the productivity of a vegetable garden. There's something that is so different about that than the immediacy of being online or looking on Twitter or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in the media saturated world. I guess that must be a great antidote for your family. It actually is. You know, yesterday I had come home from my job at, I work in ministry at a church part time and I came home exhausted from meetings and from stress and traffic and social media, and I said, I just need to get in the garden. And it was a beautiful day, and I actually just decided to sow some seeds, because it's springtime, and I was like, I have time. One hour of that changed my entire perspective. Is that right? I prayed, I listened to God, I quieted my soul, and I felt like I had a whole new perspective, actually, at some of the problems that I was facing, and I saw them from a completely different vantage. Oh, that's really good. Place. So, Tim, yeah. one of the things you talk about as well is they know that you, you weren't afraid to plant stuff and see if they worked out or not. And so you planted this tomato plant, and you thought you were going to have all these great abundance of tomatoes, but the plant, for whatever reason, just produced a tomato. And your broccoli didn't come out like you expected, but in the end, it was okay, because it wasn't necessarily about, you know, the event itself taking place mm-hmm. or that final payoff. It was just about that journey, and you and your family just went along on that ride together. You know what? I really feel like part of gardening for me this last season has been like embracing my humanity and like becoming like we are like we went through Advent and Lent and the dust that we are going to return to the dust. And the whole idea, I think, of gardening for me this season is the recognition that I am not in charge of everything. And to recognize my finite fallibility and part of planting and not knowing if it's going to come to fruition is embracing that part of who I am, that I am Mm -hmm. human. I am not God. I do not have, I'm not omnipotent. I'm not omniscient. And part of that is sort of that practice of recognizing I'm going to plant this and I don't know if it's going to come to fruit. And Mm -hmm. that's okay because Mm -hmm. I'm entering into this sacred space and, and I'm entering into the right posture of my humanity. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that Annie Dillard quote that you added to your article. Um, God entrusts and allots to everyone an area to redeem. Hmm. So this is your little area. It is my little area. I think that, you know, I really feel like there's, 
you know, my home and my piece of property where God has put me is the first place where I have to ask for God's kingdom to come. This is where I ask for God's kingdom to come, for my neighbors to come and feel that they are in a sacred space for dinner time, for harvest, for planting, to be the time where God's present. But God is God is everywhere, but we pray that God's kingdom would come. And I think that we can't, like, I can't try to fix all the public systems in the world without first saying, let me start here. This is where God has first given me um, dominion or whatever you want to call it, yeah, authority yeah. or, you know, whatever that looks like to us to say, this is the place that God has asked me to, to till and to see this place as a sacred space to work and to be part of its redemption. That's I don't good. know if that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. So what about that? You know, what I love about you know you is that you know you just stepped out and you mm-hmm. said, "Let's go ahead and do this." And and I think you know that everybody feels as though they sort of hold back for fear of you know I'm too busy or I'm afraid of failure or I don't know how to do it or whatever. But you know, you guys just stepped out and did it, and you took the results and were pleased with what happened, whether they were Even, great or not. Yeah, and she had some bad broccoli, but it didn't break you. <laughs> It's so true. The bad broccoli I learned from, and I said, I'm not doing broccoli this year. Which is not do it again. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I think it doesn't have to be big. You know, we don't have to, like, conquer the world to have a little garden. You know, I mean, it's like get a little pot, get – I just said I'm going to start small, and if I like it, I'm going to grow it, and every year we'll add. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think starting, you know, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, lettuce just be a pot of lettuce that you make some salad with with your kids. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge, you know. And I think, I think sometimes we are defeated before we even start because we want to do great and we need to be okay with small. You That's know, good. That's really good. Thanks, Tina. Yeah, so thanks for the encouragement and for the uh, the ability to move forward, Tina. Maybe we'll come back and, and visit you as the garden grows and uh, check in and see you know the abundance of the harvest. Oh. That'd be great. I'd love that. <laughs> Very nice. Tina Osterhouse online. Her blog is wonderful. TinaOsterhouse.com. She writes, Save Your Soul, Start Gardening. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. We've got uh, just a few minutes more for the week ending on the ride home here with John and Kathy. Discover Eden Christian Academy and discover an exceptional education where solid academics and authentic faith prepare students to step confidently into the future. See what the largest non-denominational pre-K through 12th grade Christian school in the North Hills has to offer. From Whippeo Athletics to Fine Arts, Service Activities and more, Eden Christian Academy, Christ-centered, student-focused and mission-true since 1983. Visit EdenChristianAcademy.org. This is Jay Hagerman of Hagerman Law. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Hagerman Law, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit HagermanLaw.com. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. 
Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. I'm Jeremy Schapp. I have Crohn's disease. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's Take Steps Walk program is dedicated to raising funds and awareness to combat Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. To find a walk site near you, visit www.cctakesteps.org. This uh, this small sculpture in my office it sits in my window, and it's um, it's a a guy with like a hood over his head, down on the ground, and his hands outstretched. It looks like a homeless person actually, but when you look at it closely, you realize that the the homeless guy is Jesus because there's wounds in the feet and the in the uh, wrists of the, where the nails, of course, went in. And I love this thing, you know, because it's not identifiable immediately as a cross or Jesus. You have to sort of, you know, delve into it. And such is the case with what's happening in Manchester, England, where there is a church, St. Anne's Church, that has put a sculpture of homeless Jesus. It's a bronze sculpture, and he is lying on a bench. He looks like he's just having a rough sleep. The life-size sculpture is called Jesus the Homeless. And the aim of the artwork is to challenge passerbyers to question their attitudes towards homelessness mm. and marginalized people. And I think this is really fascinating because, you know, we all know this, that, you know, Jesus has been sort of dismissed in uh, major portions of Europe as just not necessary. So to see this as a public sculpture, people walking by every day at St. Anne's Church in Manchester, England, I think it's fabulous. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's interesting to see how art can work in people's yeah. lives. In many ways, it's subversive. People would walk by that and go, eh, what is that? Or qu- mm-hmm. or think about that in the odd moment in their lives. And then when they when they discover that it's Jesus, there's a different change right. in that's the way what a That's what thought. art is supposed to do. Yeah. Right? It's so supposed to kind of shake you from where you are, shock you if necessary, yes. to kind of cause you to consider a different viewpoint. And it's subversive in many right, ways. Right, right, yeah. right. I love that. Me too. Good so, for them. Yeah, yeah. The Jesus, the homeless Jesus in Manchester, England. Good for them. Um, earlier in the show, yes. uh, I was a couple segments back. I was reading this new about this new book by Paul Anthony Jones called "The Cabinet of Linguistic mm-hmm, Curiosities," mm-hmm. and so these are. I've just been reading some uh, words that are actual words that just fell out of usage in the English language. But when you hear these words, probably for good reason. Well, gobble pipe. Let's see, who's going to say gobble pipe? Well, it's more fun than saying saxophone. Oh, no, no, really? Mm-hmm. No, I so- like it. Okay, listen. Um, an affectionate term for Morse code. I mean, that's not like Morse code needs needs another name, right? But this was used in the early 19, 1900s. Okay. Instead of saying Morse code, people would say idiumpty. Idiumpty. Uh-huh. So the guys who probably the, the coders themselves, right? Say, the, yeah, idiumpty. Huh, idiumpty. I think I'd call them tappers. That'd be good. But that's not a name for the guys. That's a name for the actual code. Idiumpty is a yeah. name for the code? is the name for Morse code. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Now, how about this? This was interesting. So apparently plagiarism was a big deal. I mean, it's been a big, big deal since Forever. there was writing, sure. right? But That's my idea. But back in the, back in the 70s, 60s and 70s, um, people started adding fictitious entries to set a trap for plagiarists. Oh, Okay, oh, to kind of just – to you know, catch people up. Yeah, yeah, just that's to kind very of see, cool. Kind of to see who's paying attention. Like a landmine. Right. Um, and fictitious entries that are added to a book to set a trap are called mount weasels. 
<laughs> and the reason is that um, an Ohio-born fountain designer and photographer named Lillian Virginia Mountweasel Lillian Virginia Mountweasel mm. was listed in the 1975 edition of the New Columbia Encyclopedia. Yes. And it was to see if anybody was paying attention because she never actually existed. Really? Right? Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cool. They even, li- they even showed renowned photographs of rural American mailboxes and told about her tragic death in an explosion while on assignment for Combustibles magazine. <laughs> Combustibles magazine. <laughs> anyway, so Lillian Virginia Mountweasel was a manufactured person. She was bait. Right. And so fictitious entries added to a book are now called Mountweasels. No, I, I could see how that would I stick. like that. Me Isn't too. that good? Yeah. What if you were a weak person, John, mm-hmm. um, as an adult, due to a sheltered or pampered childhood? Oh. oh. I would call you Ofrocked. Ofrocked? No. Oaf-rocked. O-A-F. Oh. Oaf-rocked. Oh, so you're kind of an oaf. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And your world's and rocked. Right. And you've been rocked by the terrible moments of your childhood. Oh, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Oaf-rocked. And if you're guy. feeling paranoid, it's prodidomania, the, ir- the irrational belief that everyone around you is a traitor. <laughs> very, very That's pretty good. informative. Yes, it is. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll see you Monday, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The left cherishes a peculiar, pernicious concept of diversity, as the New York Times demonstrated with its reporting on the new president of Cuba. The newspaper's headline proclaimed, A transition of power in Cuba sends a signal on diversity. And a caption to a photo declares, The members of the Council of State are notably diverse. Sorry, New York Times, but they aren't diverse at all. Every one of them is a dedicated communist with a slavish reverence for the thuggish, murderous Castro regime. The presence of several women and a few dark-skinned Afro-Cuban faces... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.